have your weekend breakfast with Refilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. Let's absolutely walk the talk on 011-883-0702. Give us a call if you are the parent of a, um, a matriculant who is dealing with, you know, the shock or the difficult um, situation or position uh, of not having done well in uh, with that metric results from 2021. Obviously, results being released this week, uh, all the talk trending on this new cycle but um, you might be in a very very different situation at your home because or in your household because your child is disappointed or sad or depressed about their results or perhaps even their failure and uh, let's you know we're going to be talking in a few minutes in about half an hour about um, the options available to you the options available for your child or perhaps you matriculant if you're listening um, it's not the end of the world it's difficult right now but not the end of the world uh, let's get into it now with Nikki Bush. Somewhat related, <laughs> we're talking helping your child set realistic goals uh, and what, whatever that might mean to you. Um, perhaps they're a dreamer, perhaps they're dreamy, or perhaps they just don't have sufficient information to make big decisions. That's where you step in as a parent. Uh, she is an author, speaker, human potential and parenting expert, and we chat to her every Saturday morning after 8 o'clock. Morning, Nikki. Good morning, Rafiwe. Such an important conversation, no doubt a difficult one. Um, why did you why, why did you want to talk about how we can help children set realistic goals? Because quite often we say, you know, there's nothing you can't do. The sky's the limit. <laughs> Shoot for the moon. You can this be anything you want to be. We do. We say Absolutely. that a lot to children. We were told we that. We, we set our kids up from an early age exactly with that conversation. And I think goals are important um, because they're a way of measuring progress and growth. And moving forward is about pushing yourself a bit harder each time and seeing your efforts being rewarded in terms of marks or getting into drama, drama or sports team, for example. And I think a new school year, and this is why I picked this theme, a new school year is an invitation to your child to do things differently than they did last year or to try new things out okay. because this is how they learn about themselves. This is how they learn to get better at things. This is how they learn that they have a say in how things turn out in their lives and we could argue of course that measurement isn't everything mm. um, and that the school system are working towards end of year exams and testing and look at you know we're talking uh, you were talking a trick just now and testing has its flaws but it does provide an opportunity for children to express themselves in different areas from academics to cultural to sporting and all the while they're also exercising and developing their social and emotional management skills while competing with them themselves or pushing to go for their personal best. And that's really what I want to talk about today is their personal best. Because, you know, when you introduce goal setting to children, it's really about talking about the process of getting to a place where you want to get to because success doesn't happen in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. It does take focus and effort. And we've got to talk to our kids about what successful people do to achieve their dreams. So if you've got, whether you've got a six-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 16-year-old, ask them who their hero is, if you don't already know. Who do they look up to? And can you use that person to illustrate 
how people set goals and reach for them because if you look at, say, we're looking at the Australian Tennis Open at the moment and there are some really young, good players there, that didn't just happen. Um, They set goals for themselves. They do the work to achieve their goals. Another important thing is that they regularly revisit their goals to see how they're doing. And once they've achieved a goal, they look back at the journey. They do self-reflection and recognize what they did to get there. And then they're able to apply the same formula again, mm-hmm. the discipline, the commitment, the skills to the next goal. Okay. And here's another one. They're also brave enough to try doing things differently. And that sometimes means failing. Yeah. So helping your child set realistic goals is, in fact, not about saying, oh, my goodness, you are way too (laughs) or you dream too much or you are way too ambitious and you'll never be able to make it. What it is is, okay, this is your goal. This is what you want. How do we go about getting you there? So that's the realistic part of all of this. What's the plan? What are the incremental steps to help you get there? So you've highlighted the fact that it's important to talk to your kids about having goals. That realistic thinking looks like what, Nikki? You've mentioned um, putting a plan into space, into pay, into place, and uh, and goal setting. But uh, you know how, how how can we all can all children measure the same? Can all children goal set the same? Can all children assess and look back and re and evaluate performance the same? Or do we use different metrics for different personalities? Yeah, there's definitely, you've got to take into account the kind of child you have. A little bit like I've said, uh, when I talk about things like pocket money, you give, you know, two children pocket money on a Saturday morning, one will go and blow all of it on the Saturday and the other one will save it. (laughs) So you definitely have to take that into account. And of course, they're different um, talents and they're different areas of interest. This is, this is really important. Um, and you know, you take, you mentioned matric just now, and we really do need to be realistic there as well. Um, you know, not every child is going to go to university. Not every child has got the marks to go to university. Matric results don't define who you are, but they do determine the next choice that you can make. So mm. um, you might have been, uh, you know, hoping to get in for X, Y, and Z degree at university. And now because one of your marks was out by 2%, and I've walked this talk, I've walked this with my own children, you can't get in for engineering anymore. So sometimes we have plan A, but we've always got to have plan B in the back pocket as well. And in fact, I can even tell you that we went to plan C. Mm. So, you know, this is real stuff. Um, it doesn't always work out exactly as you planned. Um, so, yes, as I said, some children are wired with talent and some children are wired with talent and discipline. Yes, <laughs> discipline. So gift, key. You know, <laughs> and, and that is a small, small group of children. And they always seem to land on, on the top of the heap while others struggle. And for those with children in that middle band, having a big, hairy, scary goal is great, but getting there requires baby steps. And sometimes that means just pushing to get better marks in a subject than they did last year or doing a better time in the swimming race, but not necessarily winning the race outright. Mm, mm. And this is where that sense of satisfaction comes in and that learning to strive and when my youngest son was nine years old 
I learned a really, really interesting lesson from his swimming teacher who taught the whole group, and they were all around nine years of age, a great lesson. Yes. He said, when you compete with others, you often lose your own rhythm and focus because you try and take on that of your competitor. But if you stick to your own rhythm and stroke rate, which is based on your height, your strength, and the length of the pool, and aim to improve on your personal best, your successes are truly worthy of praise. And I think this is the key, is helping kids to set their personal best, not yours. Mm. And this is important. It's an aspect of parenting. There's that fine line between being realistic and giving your child a prod to do better. And you will need to feel your way as a parent, but don't fall into the trap of living vicariously through your child's successes, or they will start to feel that they're loved for their performance rather than for who they are. Mm. And we have to build in that realistic um, degree of uh, failure is part of this journey to success. And we've got to chat to our children about it and prepare them for it because they do need to strike out and sometimes they will stumble. But it's that knowing you can get up again and you can create a new beginning. So I thought we should maybe talk about a fun way to do goal setting in the form of a family goal setting jar. All right. Talk to us about the family goal setting jar. I like the concept. I like the idea. Um, I'm guessing, obviously, as you said, beginning of the year is the best time to do it. And how often do you revisit those, uh, those, those goals in that jar? Right. So we can make goal setting fun and colorful. And um, this, of course, is on the back of having had conversations like we've been having this morning um, about goal setting and helping your child to work out some of the steps of how they're going to get there. So find yourself a nice big glass or plastic see-through jar uh, with a lid and label it family goal setting jar. And then you give each member of the family, including mum, dad, uh, siblings, etc., um, a different colored piece of paper that's been cut up into squares and you can get them to cut it up into squares. And they can write down one goal or wish per piece of paper. And if you happen to still have a preschooler who can't write or a child who's probably under the age of, of eight and won't be able to, to write, uh, then you can help them. And any ideas they have, anything they want to achieve, new things they want to try, projects they want to do. I mean, your little one, a preschooler might say, I want to, I want to go fishing with dad. You know, that is a wish for the year. That's a goal for the year. Um, it might be maybe a seven or eight-year-old, I want to learn how to ride a two-wheeler bicycle sure. um, instead of my scooter. Um, and then you could have a child, obviously, you know, a much older child who uh, wants to get into the A cricket team as a 12-year-old or um, a child who's in matric who's aiming for a particular set of results. So they need to write down all of these things on separate pieces of paper and pop them into, fold it up and pop it into that jar. And at the end of the year, you open up that jar and you count how many things have actually come to pass. Of course, during the year, you are revisiting because you know what's in that jar. Sure. You're revisiting, you're having conversations. You know, at the end of every term, um, or, or at the end of every sports season or drama season or whatever it is, 
um, you know, you need to be re-looking at how do things go, mm. what do you need to change, um, you know, did you get your batting average up, um, <laughs> did you make did you make the C a tennis team versus the D tennis team, which was last year's yeah. situation. So. You know, Nikki, just the benefits, right, for a child, the benefits of writing down these goals, but also, you know, verbalizing them in that group setting, in a family setting. I imagine it just does a lot to, uh, you know, once it's out there, you kind of have to, it, it might not be a matter of peer pressure or maybe avoiding embarrassment, but it, it does change one's, you know, one's resolve or may perhaps strengthen one's resolve once you've said it out loud in front of mom, dad and siblings, does it not? I think it definitely does. You know, when you make your goal public to some degree, it doesn't have to be to the whole world. Um, but even as you say, just writing it down is getting it out of your head and t- taking it one step further than just a dream. Um, I like to say about myself, I'm a, because I'm a, I'm a talker, not just a speaker for a living, but I, I'm a talker. I'm not a non-talker in life. Mm. Um, if, if I'm working something out, if I want to go for something, I talk about it to a few people um, because as I verbalize, it starts to materialize. You're actually giving your brain, your being signals, direction. This is where I want to go. Help me get there because it's not just your conscious mind that gets you to places. You have to plant seeds in your unconscious mind and you can allow your brain to get going on it before you even do. And I think we don't appreciate the absolute brilliance and power of this thing between our ears. And I think we should um, spend more time teaching our kids about how we think, um, how the brain works. Mm -hmm. We don't. You know, it's all about... um, the the external effort that you have to put in. But I think there's so much we can do to harness what we already have. And kids don't realize that. In fact, most adults don't realize that they can get their brain working for them before they even begin. <laughs> yeah, that uh, is a fabulous life hack for sure um, <laughs> that many of us don't, you know, ever get to grips with, unfortunately. Um, and then we all work differently. And once we, you know, our brains work differently, we're motivated differently. And once we come, when we come to grips with that, uh, things get so much easier, Nikki. So parents can get more information on all of this, where and how. Go to NikkiBush.com and um, if you want to get hold of my Start Right Back to School Sanity Guide, uh, that's also got information on how to help your children to reach for their personal best. So I'd I'd like to end with something. I picked up a a note from a mum on Facebook yesterday. Uh Her daughter um, went to a a, a girls' government school and she got eight distinctions. And I just think this just captures exactly what we're talking about. She's congratulating her daughter on your spectacular matric results. What I love about you is that even though you have a clear sense of your goals and the route you'd like to take to achieve them, the race you run is against yourself. Mm. That is wisdom, my girl. I love that you are clever, but I love it more that you are wise. Can't wait to see how you will make your mark on this world. That's gorgeous. That's really, really beautiful. Touching. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Thanks so much, Nikki. Thank you for that lovely conversation. And of course, looking forward to uh, our next installment next week, Saturday, just after eight o'clock.